What's up? Welcome back. It's your girl, DJ Narc. Hey, what's up? I'm in Toronto, or as the people here say, and I have naturally always said because I roll my R's always, uh, Toronto. Hello. I'm actually recording this as well because it will go up as a video on the membership channel. So, whoever is uh, watching this on the membership channel, you're probably watching the lights turn on the CN Tower with me out the window here. It's really nice. Beautiful city. Um, But we'll talk about that later. I love the people that I've met. I love the vibe here. I'm like blown away by how nice it is and how nice the people are. Really, honestly. Excuse me, you'll hear me taking little pauses like that because I'm drinking water. I'm becoming more aware of my hydration. So, lots to talk about. There's a lot going on. I want to start with the Ariana Grande stuff just because um, it's really not surprising to me that she's not really saying anything and she's just kind of blown over it because she's a Disney kid and the show she was on if you look up the guy that was the producer of that show he's a known pedophile um he's a known pedophile that has like a predilection for children's feet actually and has always written in scenes for no reason that uh include the children showing their bare feet he also has a very keen liking for an artist that makes really really dark drawings of small children there's a lot there so Ariana was on that show for a long time and we know that a lot of the Disney kids were abused and were put in situations with people who they had to work with over and over again we know that parents have been paid off and acquiesced to all sorts of things so there's like there's a really dark history there that you can search Uh, It comes up everywhere. It's not like something... I'm not talking about something that's even really a conspiracy theory anymore. This stuff is... It's well known now. So is it surprising that Ariana didn't say anything? No, it's not surprising. It's just scary. Just like everything else that I just mentioned is. It's all really scary. And is it... um, Is it also part of a larger question right because people are saying oh it's the way she was dressed no no but not for the reasons that you think I'm gonna say no I think that people have been saying for a while now that her aesthetic is a little bit weird that it hasn't progressed you know like that she has this like little girl thing going on I think that is part and parcel of the Disney programming if you will 
you know, Britney Spears with the baby voice. There's a, there's a lot of this sort of um, focusing on remaining not even young, you know, not even like a hot 22-year-old or something. That's not it. It's like there's this element of babyness to it. You know, like almost like a preteen, there's like a pedophilia element to it that's really apparent. It's the ponytail, it's the baby voice. It's like there's certain things going on that are really I mean, we see it there's a certain segment of the Japanese population that exhibits the same liking. You see it with the really, really small skirts, the school skirts, right? Where the girls look like they're still there's that whole aesthetic. So I get it. Do I get it from a fashion point of view? Um, yeah, like I'm not even hating on her. I I I think she looks really comfortable and cool at the same time. It's not the clothing. I don't have a problem with how she's dressing. I don't have a problem with how small the dress was. She's a small person. Small people have to wear small things to look right or else the the clothes swallow them up. You know, like that that's fine too. It's not that. I don't I don't mind her aesthetic in that way it's something else you know you know I love a wing liner I'm not like hating on her in that you know what I mean it's something else it's um it's a vibe it's a vibe and it was a vibe that this whole establishment thrives off of because the more we find out about you know, these inner government workings and all the stuff that's being exposed from Epstein and his parties and how the Clintons were involved and how there were all these uh, kids that were trafficked out of Haiti, you know, um, uh, by by the Clinton Foundation. There's so much stuff. One of the guys that worked there and was, um, yeah, yeah, was taking kids out. He was also working in Africa and got convicted of like he had been molesting like kids for something like 30 years and like oh my god oh my god oh my god there's so much there's so much that we could like go into and that's exactly the point a lot of the people that you saw at that funeral were you know the 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 big wigs of the culture no right in a lot of ways i mean of course it was also of the culture like of black culture it was their like homage to their you know this trailblazing artist and then you had everybody else and so everybody else included these like big wigs right and I think it's so emblematic that it was Clinton that was sitting out front because we already know that like he's a complete predator right I mean, now with some distance, because I was a teenager when the Lewinsky thing happened. So it was really a weird thing to live through as a teenager who's going through puberty and like not sleeping with anyone yet. So you don't even really know what they're talking about. Like, I'm just being real. I didn't have like boyfriends like that. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't sleeping with anyone in high school. I didn't know what that what those terms were I wasn't like I wasn't even like making out with anyone on a regular basis like that you know what I mean like I didn't I just didn't know those things so they were talking about like the dress and there were stains on the dress like I'm so embarrassed to say it but I didn't know what that meant 
Like, I I just, and I was too embarrassed to ask anybody, like, what's the stain? Like, what happened? <laughs> and I, I don't watch porn. I had never seen porn back then. You know, I got, like, three brothers and a military dad. Like, I, I, I didn't see nothing, you know, <laughs> about anything, anywhere. Like, <laughs> I was in a glass case. So when that stuff came out it was really uncomfortable like as you can imagine in my household you know the news is on and all of a sudden on the news you're hearing about you know a dress with stains or whatever and I'm kind of looking around at everybody and everybody you know and and my dad is just so embarrassed that he's just like cursing out the tv like what the fuck is this and blah 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 you know I think my brother's like laughing about it you know my little brother's like way too young to even know what's going on like I, you know, of course, my mom's like, he did it. He did. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> but I just didn't know what it all meant. And I certainly didn't understand that that was the president of the fucking United States. Yo, <laughs> everybody's boss. Fuck the intern. Look, like that is so predatory that is like textbook predation how can you be at the time the american president could have easily been considered the most powerful man in the world how can you be the most powerful man in the world and take advantage of an employee a, a, a man who like dates and hits on his, like, uh, the people that work under him, right? The people in his care, his employees, if he's a vice, you know, like a president or a manager or something, a man who hits on the people who work underneath him, that's like, in many, in many cultures, that's considered like, you're like acting like a pimp. You know, because they're they're in this like compromised position. You they work for you. You should not be hitting on them. That's not morally okay. Right? So of course I didn't really understand all these things at the time because I didn't understand anything really about sex. <laughs> Which is, you know, obvious now that I'm talking about like I didn't know what's with the dress. I don't understand. <laughs> um so This man, the most powerful man in the world, not only did he prey on someone who worked for him, he preyed on someone who was about as far down the ladder as you can get in terms of the power structure and the hierarchy of the White House. She's a fucking intern. She's like all of how many years old? Like 20-something? Barely? And perhaps at the time, because the age difference wasn't it, the age difference wasn't so stark. It might have seemed to some people like, oh well, you know, boys will be boys. Kennedy was fucking Marilyn. You know, to each his own, their taste. 
But now when you see him leering at Ariana Grande, and she's probably about the same age that Lewinsky was then, but it seems a lot weirder now. Right? Now think about the guy you see in the Ariana Grande photo where you can really see what this motherfucker is about. You can see it in his face that he's looking at this woman who's dressed like a little girl. Because that's what it is. Everyone can say her, her, her outfit's too short. Her outfit's too short. No, it's not too short. Her vibe is of like a little girl. She, that's her, like, her sexuality is channeled through this, like, Lolita archetype. And when you see him respond to that, now think about the guy you're seeing in that photo and how he's leering at her. And think about that is the guy just with younger skin that was in the White House taking advantage of a 20-something intern. And God knows how many others. So when we talk about what happened that day, we have to talk about all of it. We can't just talk about that one guy who kept trying to grab her. Like, that is the most obvious, right? But that other stuff that was going on behind her and the fact that, like, nobody jumped up, including her mans, I guess, to, to protect her, the fact that that piece of shit hasn't even said anything... Yo, that bugs me out. Like, I'm seriously bugged out. Yo, I'll tell you like this. And then we'll get on to what that pastor did. I'll tell you like this. <sighs> this piece of shit, Virgo, right? We went out one night. We went to some guy's house that had just gotten married and was having a Halloween party. It's a weird combination. We went, whatever. This guy, right, who had just gotten married that was having this Halloween party, grabs me by the waist, pulls me over, and literally was about to put his hands on me, like to fondle me. And I pushed him away. I was like, yo, are you fucking crazy? Like, uh, nah, bro. Like, yo, you're going to get hurt. Like, you crazy right now. You bugging. Like, I will fucking knock your teeth out. You bugging. This fucking girl comes over, a brown girl, and goes, Umber, 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 smile, smile. Come on, don't make a problem. They just got married today. I was like, yo, do you know what this dude just did to me? Like, this dude had, like, his hands on me. She was like, come on, just smile. Don't make a problem. Okay, so I go with her. She drags me over to get me, I guess, to be quiet and not make a scene. She drags me over to her bunch of stupid friends. And she's like, take a picture with us. And I'm like, ugh. And I hate taking, I hated taking pictures with these bitches. Because they were just so, like, ah. Like, it was just, ugh. Like, the, okay, I'm going to tell you, like, the way my little brother put it. Yo, Capricorns are so fucking mean. The way my little brother put it was every picture that I ever saw of you with his friends that are girls or like girls and guys, like every picture I ever saw y'all with with any group of people, it looked like they had to they photoshopped you in. Which is fucking hilarious to me. Capricorns are so mean. 
So she drags me over a stupid picture, you know. Um, so we take the fucking picture. And then you know what this guy does? This piece of shit who had grabbed me before. He comes over while I'm taking the picture and, and grabs me again. While I'm taking the picture, I was like, yo, you know what? I'm even past, I'm even past hitting you. I'm just going to go get my mans over here to fuck you up. Hold on. I'm going to be right back. Stay right here. Yo, on my way to tell this piece of shit, what just happened, I run into the dude's best friend and I'm like, best friend, you know, when you're like dating someone, they have a best friend. You're like, yo, best friend, the best friends, the Scorpio. I'm like, yo, best friend. This motherfucker who's having this party that apparently just got married keeps trying to grab my ass. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but this dude's getting mad bold. Like, I'm going to go tell your boy to fuck this dude up because like, or, or, or I'm going to put my, because the thing is, if a guy hits a guy, they're going to like either talk about it or he's going to hit him or whatever. And it's going to be over. If I'm going to fucking go with you as a woman and you're a man and you're not leaving me alone, I'm not doing this like, ha, 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 we boys, I'm going to push you, you're going to push me, but we have history, we know everyone in common, we friends, maybe I'll be like, yo, don't do that again, or whatever, or maybe, you know, I may, may even hit you, I may have to hit you, or whatever. That's not the case when it's a woman who feels like you putting your hands on her. That's not the fucking case. Then you're going into other territory. Like if I get at you, I'm going to pick up the heaviest thing in the vicinity, hit you in the head. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not doing this like, uh, uh, like that was the thing with me even growing up. Like that's, I think I've said this before. That's what my brother always says to people. Don't because you, you're playing. You feel like it's going to be like, haha. There was a girl in my house once, this Pisces who got so out of fucking pocket. You, I couldn't believe the way she was fucking talking to me. I started laughing. And my little brother was like, yo, I know you guys have known each other for a long time. He said to her, he was like, yo, I know you guys have known each other for decades. Like, yo, I get it. But the way she's laughing right now, I'm telling you, she's going to jump out of that chair and she's going to fucking hit you. Like, you're, you're, I know what's about to happen. And like, and it's not going to stop. Like, she's going to go at you then. (laughs) So I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to like, then it's like do or die time. You don't want to do that with me. So just... I'm going to go tell your boy to fucking handle this shit. Because that's his friend, right? That's y'all's friend. So you need to do something. You know what the Scorpio said to me? He goes, you could tell him, but he's not going to do anything. I was like, oh, we're gonna, okay, hold on. All right. I go tell this fucking asshole. Do you know what he does? Fucking nothing. Fucking nothing. This douchebag piece of shit. So. One of my best friends is a guy I've known since kindergarten, Scorpio, October 31st, right? Fucking Halloween Scorpio. Oh my God, crazy. So I tell him, like we talk all the time, you know what I mean? I just be like, oh, this, 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 oh, what's up with you? We've been smoking blunts, whatever. Okay. So I'm telling him like, yo, this is what happened the other night. Like was good, you know, like I was hanging out with him for his birthday or whatever. And he's like, oh, that's what happened? Like, what? And I was like, yeah, this dude was like grabbing my ass. Basically, like, yo, this shit was fucked up. And I told him and he didn't do anything. He was like, just come stand over here. And my friend, you know, like we grew up in Harlem together. Like we came up together, whatever. Like he was like, um, okay. (laughs) but he's been like shot six times this is another type of dude right but he was like okay so like we not seeing him no more right 
And I was like, right? Like, because this is whack, right? And he was like, yeah, like, that's whack on so many levels. Like, how you not say something to the guy? Like, that's crazy. He just couldn't even, he was like, that's it. Like, I don't even want to say anything. We just not talking to this dude anymore, right? Because this dude is trash. That's it, period. Boom. Like, we're done, right? Like, let's move on to the next topic. So, so I tell, and he said something like, um, you know, like, that's just basic, like, gangster rules. Like, that's just basic gangster. Like, you can't, you can't be in a place with your woman and some dude, whether you know him or not, like, puts his, like, you don't say it. Like, that's crazy. Like, he was like, I don't even know if that's gangster rules. Like, that's just normal, like, any guy, you know? So... Me and this Virgo have it out. I'm like, he's like, oh, did you talk to your friend or who were you talking to or what happened? <laughs> you know, <laughs> nosy. Um, and I told him, I was like, yo, like, it's true. Like he was saying, like, that's just basic, like gangster rules. And the dude says to me, yeah, well, we're not gangsters. And I was like, hmm, you know, and, and I and like, I think there was just one of the like, I have a few switches and like one by one they turn off to. And when they're all off, then it's like you have no chance because they never turn back on again. So if enough switches get turned off, that's it. You're done. And I felt that one turn off. So I was like, ooh, that's so unattractive. Yuck. Mm. Anyway, back to this Pete Davidson piece of shit. Same shit. That's so unattractive. This girl who refuses to grow up and wants to keep acting like a little girl, which is fine. That's her prerogative. Go ahead. Um, I don't think it's doing anything positive for the culture, but maybe it is exposing all the pedophiles out there. So go ahead, do you. But I think this piece of shit who really likes this, this Lolita archetype that she lives through, you know, why, why don't you protect her then? If you want her to keep living that archetype and you really get off on that whole little girl thing, that's fine. I mean, I don't see how you're very different from the rest of the pieces of shit up there, but okay. Uh, but why didn't you then but that if that's your lolita then why don't you protect her why didn't you protect her why didn't you jump up and say something why didn't you say something later why haven't you said something like what type of shit is this we all saw what happened it would have been totally fine for him to say i think it was really disrespectful that all the men up there were leering at her. I think it was really disrespectful for that guy to have his hands on her the way he did. You could tell that she was visibly uncomfortable. He knew she was uncomfortable. I'm disappointed in the way it went down and I don't think it's okay. And I think we have to have a larger conversation as a country about, you know, even though the Me Too movement is a real thing and we've exposed so much look here how the culture that created the me too movement still thrives and is very much alive and and is present even in the most um solemn occasions and it reminds me of something so fucking scary um there's a lot of really scary things actually now that i have been like going through and watching the like Keanu Reeves filmography if you will there's a lot of really really scary thing things in a lot of his films and they're scary in that they're prophetic and they're exposing stuff so long ago at this point that we didn't have the vocabulary for so we 
th- like these things that were going over our heads even though they were in the movies so for example right before you think like oh my god are you fucking kidding me are you making this about keanu reeves yo hold on a second no i'm serious hold on a second hold on i'm gonna drink some water hold on a second in the devil's advocate there is a character yo i'm about to blow your mind for real for real like no bullshit in the devil's advocate there is a character who lives in like a golden penthouse he's a real estate developer in new york stay with me stay with me he's a real estate developer in new york who lives in a golden penthouse in midtown in a building with his name on it he's accused of a triple murder because he kills his wife their son or her stepson or his stepson or something and the maid and there's blood everywhere he does it oj style blood up the walls and shit turns out that he killed them because his wife had signed a prenup with him he's like beyond wealthy okay one second more water excuse me the wife had signed a prenup with him that guaranteed her enormous wealth if he ever got caught cheating so he killed her because earlier that day she had had lunch with a friend and she had told her friend that she knew that her husband was cheating and that she could prove it so in the movie this real estate developer brings his case is fought by Keanu Reeves through the law firm that's owned by the devil that's the premise of the film the premise of the film being that the devil owns this very lucrative law firm and Keanu Reeves is his son but he doesn't know it but he's a lawyer and he's brought into work it's actually a really good movie um but there's all these things in it that just didn't ever click for me until very recently and I'm like holy fucking shit like this is real so here we go so this real estate developer turns out so there's another element to this story so the other element to the story and it's genius the way they weave it in is that the woman who's killed the 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 guy right the real estate developer killed his wife the wife that he killed has a daughter and she's like 15, 14, 15 years old. There's mention here and there while they're prepping his murder case, his defense. There's a few like just throwaway moments where it's mentioned that he has to go, you know, spend time with his stepdaughter or he they he they won't let him see her or blah blah blah. So Keanu Reeves gets him off even though he knows that the alibi doesn't hold up. He just wants to win, so he wins. And later, at a funeral for someone they all know in common, this real estate developer who got off on the triple murder, walking around free, walks into the funeral with his 15-year-old stepdaughter. And they go and sit down. And this guy's in his, like, 60s. They go and sit down. And the guy puts his arm, you know, on like the pew, like the back of the pew. And he starts caressing the girl where her dress exposes her back. 
And all of a sudden, Keanu Reeves realizes what the fuck is going on. And it's like, it's genius the way they do it in the movie because he realizes everything all at once. And the trigger is the pedophilia. So what he realizes in that moment that they never spell out for you, which I love, is that the reason he was going to have to give his wife all that money, the reason he killed her, isn't because he got caught cheating. It's because he was sleeping with her kid. He was sleeping with a kid. So this whole like pedophilia thing <clears throat> it's much it's much deeper and 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 how it ties into the institution it's much deeper than we think it is and it goes back much further than we think it does so that scene where he realizes what's going on and he realizes the pedophilia and he realizes how all of this ties in and the Satanism and everything. Like, he's getting it. He's, like, having this cascade of realizations running out of the church, you know, while Al Pacino's, like, boiling holy water with his finger in the back. It's one of the most dumb, dramatic moments, but it totally works when you're watching the movie because you're so in it that you're like, oh, my God. It's interesting that that scene where he has the realization finally, you know, the the epiphany of, it's the it's the climax right it's a build up to the whole movie like finally you're like it's knocking him in the head like dude wake up this is what's going on here what the fuck it happens at a funeral with a little girl in a little black dress and this like old man this rich old white man um so just thought, you know, for, for the fractal for the fractality of it all, just thought I'd throw that in there. Now, on a completely different level that has nothing to do with politics and pedophilia and what's going on in the zeitgeist in terms of the Me Too movement and sexuality. Let's put all that aside. Asia Argento sleeping with that kid. Let's put all of that aside. On a human boundary level, what we saw happen the other day was really uncomfortable to watch. Whether it was a woman interacting with a man or a woman dressed like a little girl interacting with a man dressed like a pastor, you know, they were both playing these roles. And when there's so much coming out about the church and pedophilia as well, you know, they were they were both like in costume almost, right? Ariana dressed like this little girl at a funeral and that guy pretending to be like a man of God, <laughs> dressed up like a man of God. So they're playing these roles and then these two archetypes come into contact with each other. The establishment and everything that it stands for and everything the power that stands behind it and then the sexuality the the perversion of a small child into a sexual archetype which is what lolita is right so it's what's disturbing about the lolita archetype is that it's often seen as this girl who is young but wants it kind of thing right when really the Lolita archetype is about a predatory man who grooms a small girl into a sexual being. 
It's very, it's very different. It's very different. So you have these two archetypes come into contact with each other. And of course, then they play out the cosmic dance of those two energies, which is the establishment is going to try to, in the most sick, perverse way, take advantage of something that has already been groomed and taught and dressed like and pulled tight into the role of I'm going to let you do whatever you want to me even though I don't even know what that means. I'm so innocent and young I don't even know what that means but I've been taught and I'm dressed to like I'm sexually ready and compliant but also like I'm completely innocent. And that is really 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 disturbing (laughs) because you see exactly in that clip of how he's holding her you see when those two things when those two waves meet you see what happens she didn't have the power because and 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 kids when you put them in that situation, they may as well all be on stage in front of the whole world at the most important funeral to date kind of thing. You know, that poor girl knew what was going on and all the cameras and all the whole world was watching. Like he took that amount of attention and used that as a weapon. And I think most of the clergy actually do. Because the, for for little kids, they may as well all be on stage in front of the whole world when shit like that happens to them. That's how they feel. They can't say anything. They can't say anything. They're scared. They don't want to be the one to have to say, look, this thing that I don't even understand is going on is happening to me. This is wrong. But see, she knows it's wrong, right? But she dealt with it. Bless her heart. The way she dealt with it the whole time she was on that TV show on Disney with that known pedophile. She dealt with it the way she's been taught and groomed to deal with it. That's what I mean about the Lolita shit. It's a girl who's been groomed into being a sexually abusive toy. Right? She's groomed by a much older man, a predatory man who has sexual dysfunction and perversion, right? This whole thing about now that dumb bitch who did that TED talk about now we have to accept the fact that pedophilia is just another sexual orientation. Yo, yo, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, okay? Sometimes, y'all, white people need to fucking stop. Like, you go completely off the fucking rails, and most of the time, the rest of us are just like, ha ha, look, you're going off the fucking rails. Oh, you're gonna go climb Mount Everett. That's cool. Go do that, wait. Like, go do that, white person. That'll make you feel good. Go do that, man. But, like, this shit, this shit, it's too much. Like, mm mm. Mm mm. Mm mm. No. No, there's a there's like a brand actually of like San Francisco feminism that goes in for some th- type of shit like this too. And I'm not about any of this shit. I'm not with the shits. All this shit is bullshit. Like it's a sexual perversion. It's a deviant. It's a deviance. And you're harming people irrevocably. Like you should be castrated. You should be killed. <laughs> like if it can actually be proved you're like you prove it like the child like proves this to you i sincerely believe that 
And I don't give a fuck what you think. None of y'all. Honest to God. Honest to God. I'm going I'm to have my Elon Musk smokes a blunt and the world goes crazy. Everybody grow the fuck up. I'm going to have one of those moments right now on my own motherfucking podcast. I don't need to go on Joe Rogan to upset the world. Poor Elon didn't even know what he was doing. He was just being a, he was being a robot who was having a fun time with a really cool human and he wanted to be like the cool human. Let that motherfucker be like the cool... He just wanted to have a minute of fun. You can't let that motherfucker have a minute of fun. He's like working at breakneck speed to change the world. And y'all can't give him a fucking two-hour conversation with a cool human who, like, let him hit the blunt. Y'all fucking petty as shit. Y'all petty as fuck. Leave that man alone. Leave Elon alone, man. Somebody make me a t-shirt. Leave Elon alone. Let that motherfucker work. We're not going to Tesla him. Don't you dare Tesla him. Anyway, I'm going to have my Elon Musk moment. Like that motherfucker got in trouble for hitting the blow. I'm going to just say it. I don't give a fuck what y'all think. Yes, pedophiles should be killed. Yes. Yes. What's the, what's the, what? Sexual orientation. Nah. (laughs) No, no. You have a death wish. That's what that is. That's the orientation you have. You have an orientation of wanting to die. You you don't want to live anymore. You don't like it here, apparently. No, really. No, really. <laughs> I really. I really believe that. I really believe that. And if you don't, and if you have, you're like, no, but we have to be compassionate. We have to be this and we have to be that. That's, that's, um, yeah. I disagree with you. That, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. That's my new thing. You know, I told you the in the last podcast that I don't do this shit no more. I don't argue with the fucking I don't I'm not arguing with y'all bitches no more. None of y'all. None of y'all. You I, we just, you know, I think you're wrong. <laughs> Yo, it's so freeing. It's so freeing not to have to read bitches. Like I just I don't even want to read you your life about what the fuck would make you think that someone who wanted to sleep with a child is in any way like in need of your mercy. I you know what I you know what I think? Okay, I'm a, I'm going to meet you halfway, mercy, compassion people. I'm going to meet you halfway. You should have all the mercy and the praying and the send them good thoughts and the prayers and everything after they die. I really believe that. They're really going to need it anyway. That's fine. I I'm I'm up for that. I'm up for that. But I also sincerely think that rapists should be castrated. Like, I absolutely believe that. Oh, you could do that with pedophiles. But pedophiles, it's not... Like, with with rapists as well, actually. they're They're not doing it because it sexually gets them off. Like, that's why that TED Talk that that bitch did made me so mad. They're not doing it because it sexually gets them off. That's not what sexually gets them off. It's about power it's all about power rape is not about sex what the fuck why would you yo that's that has nothing i think we have this like weird notion that there's like these sex crazed men walking around who just want to like that's no rape has nothing to do with sex rape is a it's like a mental illness Men who like to rape women, men even in relationships who rape women, men, like that's that's part of a larger control thing. Like they're ill. 
they want to control you and they get off on doing to you what's out of your control. What you can't control. Doing to you what's outside of your boundaries and out of your control. They want control over your boundaries. And it gets them off that their control of your boundaries is stronger than your own. That's what it's about. It's an energy transfer. It's one of the most violent kinds of energy transfer. But that's what it is. You know, like if you're going to start saying that pedophilia is a sexual orientation, you better start calling rapists a rape a sexual orientation too. Fuck you talking about, bitch. Yo, that's one of those people that I would love five minutes alone in a room with. That girl really pissed me off. Like on a level that like, that's what I mean. There's very few people that I would really love five minutes alone in a room with. She's one of them. <laughs> and I'm sure every parent <laughs> listening to this is agreeing with me. She's one of them. <laughs> Let's all pool our money and get that bitch in a room. <laughs> Mm-mm. Excuse me, I was drinking some water. <clears throat> so, now, having said that, The fact that she didn't say anything, the fact that she didn't stop him. How many of us have been there? How many of us have been there? I remember going to the airport as a kid, little kid. I was, uh, I want to say, 12. And we had some people with us, a guy and his son, but the son was like, the guy was old and his son was old. The son was maybe like 25, 26. I was 12. We go to the airport with them because we're like there to pick somebody up that they know who's like coming in from Pakistan. Oh, it was the guy's other, like the guy's other son. So this asshole's little brother but the flight is like mad delayed we park the car we're just waiting at the airport mad delayed mad delayed mad delayed waiting 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 i'm so bored i'm just walking around the airport at this point i don't know what the fuck to do like you know what i'm saying my brother's being stupid my little brother's mad young i think he's like three or something you know like my mom's just watching him he's like a three-year-old he's like running into shit trying to pull at everything he's cranky it's getting really late i don't know what the fuck my brother was doing he makes friends everywhere he goes i think he made friends with some other kids that were waiting or something so i'm just like wandering around by myself and he was 16 my older brother was 16 so like you know he was like in his teenage thing i think he was like actually talking to a girl so he was pissed that he couldn't get home and use the phone he was like using pay phones and shit like he was in his own little world and i'm like walking around looking at like the advertisements you know but like just like walking around and this like 25 26 year old fucking guy is like standing like next to pay phones there was like I guess like a little entrance way where there's like a doorway for like staff or something and he's standing there and he grabbed me and I just 
didn't know what happened. Like, I I didn't understand. I thought something happened. Like, what's wrong? Like, what happened? Are you okay? Like, what, are you protecting me from something? Is something coming? Like, what happened? Like, you know, like, the way he grabbed me and, like, pulled me into that. I thought there was something happened behind me or some, you know, like, maybe that guy with the trolleys was coming or something. Like, what the fuck? And then he tried to open my shirt. And I was like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? And I started, like, just batting at his hands because I didn't know what the fuck to do. Like, I was so confused because there was no, like, um, like, he didn't look at me. He didn't talk to me. He didn't say anything to me. Like, I wasn't, th- like, I wasn't there. It, it, it had nothing to do with me. You, you understand what I'm saying? So he tried to open my shirt. Um, and he's, like, grabbing at me and trying to, like, rip at the buttons of my shirt and I just like bugged the fuck out like I I don't think it was in any way thought out I think it was like years of growing up with an older brother where we would like play wrestling and like a lot of times my older brother would get hurt because we would play wrestling and he would like you know hit me too hard or something and I would like kick him until he fell off the bed and he would always say, like, yo, you got really strong legs. Like, you kicked me so hard. Like, a couple of times he got really fucking hurt because I got mad. And I would kick him really fucking hard. So I think it was, like, muscle memory from years of just being a kid and, like, having brothers and, like, playing rough as a kid that just, like, kicked in. You know? Like, and in, in school, like, getting into fights and stuff, but with girls. Like, so I didn't have that kind of muscle memory for that shit. But I think it was just like kicking my brother off the bed, actually, to be honest, that kicked in. And I kicked the dude in his leg. I kicked him in his stomach. I kicked him. Like, I just, I kicked him. And I just kept kicking him. <laughs> and it and I, it bugged him out because he actually hurt. Like, it got, he got hurt. And he, like, kind of crumpled in the doorway. And I kicked him in his chest. Like, a little above his chest. Like, in his neck. Um, and he put his hands up and I realized that I could like really hurt him because I, I was going to kick him in his face. Um, but I just ran. And as I was running, I decided that I was never going to run away again. Because as I was running, I realized what I should have done was I should have stayed there and just kept kicking him. And I was so mad at myself as I was running away because I was scared. I was so mad at myself for being scared. I was so mad that I didn't stay and just fucking finish him. as a 12 year old I was fucking angry and like angry crying about it too you know and I didn't tell my parents because I understood the logistics of what we were doing there what were they gonna do just leave them there and take us home how are those people gonna get home what about the people that were coming from Pakistan were they even gonna believe me were they even gonna think it was a big deal my mom I don't even know what she would have thought but I know my dad might have like had to god forbid go to jail that night because he would have killed the guy in the airport you know what I'm saying like I couldn't say anything at least I felt like I couldn't say anything and that poor girl standing on that stage didn't feel like she could say anything and nobody stood up for her because she was surrounded by a bunch of fucking wolves and I think it's so emblematic of the fucking corner the emotional corner that this fucked up over sexualized society puts women in excuse me I'm gonna drink some water 
I really do. I really feel like that situation played out exactly what emotional fucked up corner this society paints us into. This global society, okay? I'm not just talking about Western society. Like, that Instagram shit is everywhere. It's not just, you know, that Hollywood shit is everywhere. It's not just in the West. It's all over, right? This is the corner. Welcome. You saw it play out. You got to be hot, but you got to be like a little girl. But you got to be like a little girl, but you can't say anything. And even if they put their hands on you wrong, you can't say anything. And even if you try to push them away and they do it more, you can't say anything. And even if you try to move your body weight and laugh and kind of tell him with your face and with your eyes and your posture that it's really uncomfortable and you're getting very close to my nipple, actually, is what you, everyone, every woman listening to this knows when she was squirming, they know exactly what she was trying to do. Because as long as your hand is on my back or something, it could just be a mistake that your fingers are like creeping over onto the other side of my, like towards my front but I'm trying to with my body keep you on my back because I don't want you coming around to the front of my body every woman listening to this knows exactly what the fuck I'm saying because you've had some motherfucker put his hands on you when he was trying to reach around and grab your fucking boob right and feel your nipple right right you know that's what he was doing and you know that's what that girl was trying to squirm away from And he didn't stop until he did it, right? On national fucking TV, international TV, in front of the whole fucking world, that dude felt her up and nobody wants to say nothing about it. She doesn't want to say anything about it. He doesn't want to say anything about it. What the fuck, bro? This is the corner they paint us into. You gotta be the most disgusting over sexualized version of a little kid that you can muster up you can't have no lines on your face you can't have no type of body that shows that you're actually a girl you gotta be and strive for and die for and surgery for and fill for looking like a prepubescent girl or someone who's just gone through puberty, that's what you got to do. And the reason you have to do that is because then you have to be offered up to people who are going to cross your boundaries knowing that you've dressed up basically like a little, like, like a child for them. Look how sick this is. This obsession that we have with youth, do you see how it's finally starting to play out as the fucked up? Like, this is where where it goes. This is where that road goes. When you're so obsessed with youth, this is where you end up. You know, since I told people how old I am, which it was never a fucking secret, since I told people how old I am, there's so many people that when they want to criticize me, that's how they come at me. Oh, but she's 41. I'm going to need that 41-year-old to do this. What um do you not plan on being 41? Do you plan on not getting old? Cuz if you plan on dying soon, like to the haters who be like gigging on me about my age, if you're planning on dying soon then great. Then like never mind. You have no dog in this race. But for the rest of y'all who gig on me for being 41, y'all not plan on getting old? You dumb hoes. Y'all not plan on getting old? 
What's wrong with getting old? What's wrong with not being a 12-year-old girl? This is pedophilia rape culture, you fucking idiots. Stop playing into it. Stop playing into it. You see where it leads you? They want you to be obsessed with that 12-year-old girl culture so they can treat you the way he treated her. You don't see it? It's to their benefit for you to be obsessed with looking like that. Because then they could treat you like that. As sick as it is, that's why they push it. I'm telling you, because it's the most disempowered version of you. Would he have gotten away with doing that to Jill Scott? (laughs) I bet you he wouldn't. Would he have even tried it? He don't want to die. You think he could have done that to Remy? Who else? Come on. Let... Yo, this shit works with that prepubescent thing. Anyone who's not playing into that prepubescent thing, shout out to you. Shout out to looking like someone who's been through puberty. Shout out to anyone who actually looks like they had a couple of kids and they not trying to look like they didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are we obsessed with trying to look like little kids so these pieces of shit who like to fuck little kids will like us and the people who live in the culture they've created will like us. All these men that be watching this type of porn, all these men, yo, the shit that Kanye's been doing recently, why are we trying to play into what men like this who fucking propagate and love this rape culture, this fucking pedophilia culture, let's call it what it is. Why why the most most popular porn on on all these different sites has to do with uh just barely legal 16 year old this 15 year old this. why it looks like she's 15 looks like she like you don't know the shit that people send me after watching holographic universe after watching brutalization of women you don't know what people send me you don't know what the fuck what's happening in porn It's becoming more and more obvious and more and more like brazen. It's all the same shit. You don't think it is, but it is because it controls what you like sexually. And it's all tilted towards that because it's not about sexuality. Porn and rape are not about sex. It's about power. It's about power. If it was about sex, porn would be romantic. It would be loving. There would be a story behind it. It would make sense. It's about power because it's like rape, because it's like pedophilia. I'm telling you, they want to paint you into this corner where you buy that whole fucking shit so they could treat you the way that dude treated her. Because then they could turn around and they could say all the shit that people were saying about her. Oh, but look at how she was dressed. But look at how her hair is. But look at this. But look at that. But that's what you want. That's what you want. But that's what y'all keep telling us that you want from us. Yo, you bugging. You keep telling us that that's what the fuck you want from us. And then, then when that's what the fuck we are, look what the fuck you do. You see, this cognitive dissonance, this shit's not going to work no more. I'm sick of this shit. We need to be able to dress however the fuck we want and be the age that we fucking... Whenever someone's like, oh, she's trying to be young. Yo, fuck you. I ain't never tried to be young. I was the most serious 12-year-old you ever fucking met in your life. I ain't never played these fucking little girl games. Fuck out of here. 
fuck out of here. I'm like a little kid because I'm innocent. My eyes are always wide open. I'm always looking at everything because I have a clear heart. But I ain't never tried to be a fucking little kid like that. I'm a Virgo moon. I was grown when I was like four years old. Fuck out of here. No one's trying to fucking be young or hold on to their youth. You see what the fuck happens when you try to pretend to be a little kid? Who the fuck wants to do that shit? Who the fuck wants to do that? To fucking give your power over like that. And you know what? If she didn't have that mentality and if she wasn't groomed to be that by a bunch of fucking predators at Disney, she wouldn't have let that shit happen. But also, she could have been wearing that same dress. She could have had that same hair. And that shit still wouldn't have happened. It's her vibe. Part of her vibe and what makes her appealing is, I'm a little girl, but you can fuck me. Yes or no? Yes or no? But we don't want to talk about it, right? But we don't want to talk about it. Yo, look, open your fucking eyes and look in the culture we live in. I'm telling you, it's all around. It's not just the church. It's not just the Catholic church. They're the most emblematic because they're the richest and the biggest of the institutions. Look everywhere. It's all around you. The record companies, the movies. Yo, porn is not alone. The church is not alone. You see it, right? The politicians, you know what's going on in parliament in England? The pedophile scandals that are coming out, look it up. There's a lot of shit going on. What happened at that funeral is just another moment that's making us fucking rub our eyes and look and go, wait, yeah. But if it took that moment for you to realize that you need to stop buying into this whole aesthetic, then I'm glad it happened. Honestly, I'm I'm pissed that she doesn't have enough power within herself to come out and be like yo that was that was not okay and i think that we all need to talk about it and you know what like i'm gonna do like a psa about it and like if you've ever been touched inappropriate like that and if you're a little kid and you feel like you can't talk to anybody about it call this number or do this thing why don't we have why don't we have hotlines like that why don't we do shit like that you know what i'm saying someone hit up ashton kutcher and tell him to you know because he's doing some mad cool shit to help to save women and to save like we, why don't we have that? Because we have all these people in positions of authority that make these kids feel like they can't say anything. And then they make us want to be and look like little kids. And then we feel like we can't say anything. Just like she felt like she couldn't say anything. You know what I'm saying? Like. Uh, all right. I think I've yelled enough. It's an hour. We'll talk more. We'll talk psychocybernetics and a bunch more stuff next week. Sorry I missed a week there. Shout out to everyone for all the things. You know this is my favorite thing, right? (laughs) It is. It is. The podcast is my favorite thing. Um, I love you. I'm tired. But hopefully the hydration and the drinking water has made for a much more pleasant podcast experience. (laughs) We'll talk more about this later because I'm nowhere near done talking about it. But this is a good start, right? Getting into it. We'll tie it into psychocybernetics too. I haven't forgotten about that. We're still doing that. We're still on it. And I'm going to be recommending some more stuff too. But we'll talk about that first. But we're going to tie it in with this in next week's episode all right i love you take care of yourself
I'll see you in a week.